This is Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. By the way, I'm going to open up the phone lines right now. Today is Ask Anything Real Estate right here, 416-872-1010. And for those of you out of the GTA area, you can reach me here at one 518 5151. Of course, you can text at 71010. Let's talk a lot about real estate today. There's so much going on. I don't know. Where do I start? Where do I start? Where do I start? You know what? One of the things I want to start about is first and foremost, interest rates. Where are they going this year, folks? What do you think? You know what? Make sure you call in today because I want to talk about interest rates. And were the banks getting greedy last week when they bumped up the rates despite the fact that the Bank of Canada didn't change the rate? You know, after a week like we just had in the stock market and we're hearing threats that the prime rate is going to be reduced by a quarter of a point by the Bank of Canada. I don't know. You know, did the banks jump too soon? Are they getting a little bit greedier than we want them to be, or they should be for that matter, with billions in profits? I don't know why they keep punching up the rates, but you know what? I don't think it's the right thing they should be doing right now with our economy. So if you've got a question about real estate, again, reach me here at 416-872-1010. Now, you know what? It's been an interesting week because of the Canadian dollar. And there's a news release that just came out that, you know what? Vancouver is probably going to keep pushing through in this market. Right now, when people can turn around and buy with a Canadian dollar as low as it is, it's becoming very, very affordable, even for the higher priced homes. So it kind of makes sense that we're not going to see any big change in those marketplaces like the Vancouver's or the Toronto. And I know, I know a lot of people last year where they were, you know, they were getting their shorts in a knot because they were talking about the idea that we've got too many foreign investors. But here's the thing. They keep pushing the market. If we have, and again, when we looked at the numbers, they weren't as many as we all thought, you know, percentage wise, when we looked at the condominium market, only 3% of buyers for brand new condominiums were actually foreign buyers. So, you know, I don't think we have to be so worried that we're going to be bought up by every other country and then we don't have any of our own ownership right here. Now, this week, um, I was a guest with uh, Barb DeGiulio's on... um, her uh, show, uh, The Night Side. And I I love Barb. She is absolutely awesome. I love being on the show with her. And we were talking about the difference between renting and owning. What's your take on it? Is it better to rent than to own? A few people got a little bit anxious with me because they think that I'm just absolutely pro-ownership. You know, and the funny thing is, is that, hey, this is a real estate show. You know, I own a real estate investment company. And to me, I think ownership is what we have to focus on. I think it's great for your future. The fact that you own a property eventually, if you do it right, it's going to be paid down, your value is going to go up. But a few people got a little upset because they just make it sound like I'm so pro-ownership. But, you know, when you look at it, if you're going to rent... If you're going to go out and rent a property, that's great. I don't have a problem with people wanting to rent, but there's got to be an owner of the property. So the question is, is are you going to be the owner? Somebody will be the owner and somebody's going to be renting from them. So, you know, when we look at the big picture, you know, if we're going to own real estate, either you're going to own it as an investment property or you're owning it for your family. When you do that, you got to start thinking about time. 
Now, one of the things Barb and I were talking about was the timing of ownership. How long should you own a property for? You know, if you think you're going to be bouncing around, meaning that you're going to move every year or two, I would tell you rent. I don't believe that anybody should own a property just for a year or two. The reason why is, first of all, the, the fees and costs that it is to close, pay for a realtor to get you out of that. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I have a big problem with that. I'm not in agreement with, you know, very short-term ownership because you're not going to get enough equity growth. You haven't paid down the mortgage enough. So by the time you end up exiting, you could even lose money. So here's the thing. I'm going to go to our first caller. And by the way, you could reach me here, 416-872-1010. And I'm going to go to Barbara in Mississauga. Barbara, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Hi, good afternoon. I hear you every so often, and uh, I've always been curious. I've had houses uh, a couple of times, but nothing recent. And what I want to know about is multiple bids. So I am a purchaser, and I go to you and I say, I want that house, and the listing price is 500000 And you say to me, there are multiple bids on that. And I say, what are they? What goes from there? Okay. You know, Barbara, that's a great question. So let, let, let me take you through your typical transaction when you are working with would be a buyer agent. So first of all, you've got your listing agent that set up the price. And if they're saying that there's multiple bids at that point, then it's really more of a multiple guess. Now, the listing agent has to tell you how many offers are in play. So in other words, if if they are holding offers for one week, and let's say you're getting close to that, that, to that deadline, if there's 10 offers registered, you need to know that there's 10 competing offers. They're not going to tell you what the dollar value is on that offer, though. At that, so that you're shooting, you're shooting in the dark. Then it's it's a blind, it's a blind man's bluff. You you are in a lot of ways, and unfortunately, based on real estate and the way it's been transacted, pretty much forever, is it's not an auction process where everybody knows what the other person is bidding. Now, there are actual real estate auctions, and people actually can see. You know, you, you put up your, your paddle, and you say, okay, yeah, you know, I've 500. Yeah, I've heard of those. But that's, a, that's an open forum. This it, is closed. And how do I know that there's even other bids? I, I mean, that's what somebody says, but how do I know that? Well, realistically, um, an agent can lose his license if they've lied about the bids being registered. And when an agent has an offer signed by his purchaser, they'll call the listing brokerage and register the offer. So, for instance, if I was representing you, I would turn around, I would call the listing agent's office and say, I'm calling, I'm so-and-so from this company, and I'm registering my offer for my buyer. Meaning, I'm registering my name, that means I have an offer that I need for that property. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody will turn around and, and it, it doesn't always happen. We have to go on some faith here. And unfortunately, you know, not all numbers, when somebody says there's 10 offers, maybe there's five. But the best thing I can tell you is that when you're buying a property, keep in mind that you've got to set your limit on what you're going to pay. So what, yeah. what has to happen is your agent needs to provide you with all the recent sales that have happened in that marketplace. So if you're out in Mississauga, for instance, uh, yeah. you know, if you've got a Mississauga agent working for you and you're trying to buy in Mississauga, what you would do is you would turn around and say, okay, uh, you know, show me all the sales. And that agent needs to show you everything on the street, the neighborhood, within a certain vicinity and say, look, let's figure out the value. You know, this house was listed, you know, uh, a month ago for 500000 It sold for 500000 20. This is the square footage. This is the improvements. Here's the pictures. Let's look at it. What, you know, now look at the this the sample house that you want to buy, and you have to establish what you're willing to pay for it. 
So, right. so you, you really have to you have to judge it by your own budget. Uh, by by all means, first of all, your budget, but more importantly, by what you can tell from previous sales. And this is yeah. where you have to do your homework. And you know, I was just talking with my uh, with my producer a little while ago, and he said, "Look, it, a lot of people." failed to, you know, they go through the process and they wish they had learned more prior to the process. So before you start looking into a neighborhood, like where you're going to buy, what I suggest is you go, you, you find yourself a good agent. And then from there, get an education, find out what houses have sold for the last six months in the area. Take a look at all the sales. So you start getting kind of a feeling of value in that area. You know, just, just because somebody's got an asking price, it doesn't mean it's the value. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. Ex- excellent. Thanks so much for your call today, Barbara. Okay, so folks, you know, that's that's a perfect example. You know, we, we're looking at, we've seen a lot of this happening, you know, especially last year, people, multiple offers. Are they true? Are agents lying? Hey, listen, if you want to reach me here, you can reach me at 416-872-1010. I'm Todd C. Slater right here on Simply Real Estate. And a lot of this stuff, you know, it comes to the forefront you know, people want to turn around and buy, but when they get told that there's multiple offers, how many offers really is there? Um, Bill Bill had just texted me in and he said, you know, brought to, uh, you know, Bill 55 has brought transparency to multiple offers. Buyers can now inquire through RICO to determine how many offers were competing as a brokerage is now required by law to record the number of offers. This is true. And this is why I was saying that they have to they have to first first and foremost register the offers and then the actual agents have to track how many offers that are actually there. So this is one of the things that's really important. If you're going to do it, make sure it's being done right. Okay, that's so important. And if you've got the right agent, get the right education. Again, so many people, when they get involved with this kind of stuff, they're going to turn around and they start, you know, they go after a property, but if they don't know everything, and if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I gave you a checklist and maybe a little bit later in the hour, you know what, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll kind of revisit that checklist very quickly and we can talk about it. But when we were talking about earlier about what's going on in the marketplace, you know, is it better to rent or buy? You know, I'm always going to be pro-buy, pro-ownership, you know, I'm a big believer, buy, hold real estate as long as possible. You can turn it into an investment property. Today, interest rates continue to be decent. And again, I think we're going to see them go backwards a little. I think we're going to see some changes. We'll see what the Bank of Canada does in the next few weeks. You know, are we going to get a reduction? So what do you think? You know what? I'd love to hear from you today. 416-872-1010. And of course, my toll-free number here is 1-877-518-5151. Or you can always text me at 71010. Simply Real Estate continues with Todd C. Slater. News Talk 1010. And welcome back. By the way, the phone lines are open. They are 416-872-1010. And I am your host, Todd C. Slater. Hey, listen, you know what? After all the years in this industry, which, you know, I'm pretty much coming up to about 30 years involved in real estate. I have to tell you, there's so many stories out there and so many different things that are happening. And you know what? It's so important that everybody can vent what they need to know about real estate. It's such a moving target and there's 
there's so much. It's such a complex topic. And you know what? In an hour, I can never, ever get everything out that we need to. So if you have a question, 416-872-1010. And of course, if you can go to our toll-free number at one 518 5151 or text me here at 71010. Hey, listen, you know what? The market is going to be interesting. Uh, right now, we saw some cr crazy, crazy numbers. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. And, uh, you know, where the market is not so good in Canada and where it is excellent. So if you have some questions, by all means, you know, reach me here now. Um, one of the things that we also have to talk about uh, coming up uh, in the near future, of course, is both interest rates. Where are they going to go? Is the market going to take off? or not but there's a lot to talk about in real estate hey don't forget february if you are going to be a high ratio borrower meaning that less than 20 percent down on your home that rate up over five hundred thousand dollar purchase everything between 500 and a million you're going to have to come up with 10 percent down instead of five percent down remember we were introduced to this idea november uh december of 2015 and now they're going to make it come true so come february you're gonna have to dig in a little bit deeper when you're trying to buy something in a high ratio mortgage so i'm going to go to tina from ajax she's a broker been in the business a long long time and tina welcome to simply real estate thank you very much for taking my call yeah not a problem so so you know with with your obviously your tenure in the industry you've seen a lot of the boom and bust uh, absolutely yeah i came into the uh, business in may of 74 wow and, and i've been in active and full-time all wow. that time excellent so you've seen you've seen the ups and downs of the market and, and what do you think of where we are right now well, I think the market will continue because the interest rates are low. Until the interest rates start going up, the real estate will continue going up. Well, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, obviously from your experience, you know, you were you were transacting in real estate when we would see 18 and 20 percent interest rates. And now mm -hmm. when, we, when we take a look at, um, you know, interest rates around 3 percent, I mean, that's a drastic difference. So obviously, you know, that's going to help us fuel the market. So. You know what? I'll tell you something. All of us have our own opinions, but things happen for a reason, and because of the world economy the way it is, it's really very, very difficult to predict right on. However, you can never go wrong owning real estate, land especially. Well, you know what, Tina, you are a lady after my own heart. You know, one of the things, if you do tune into the show every once in a while, you will always hear me you know, sing the ringing endorsements of ownership in real estate. Being in the business for so long, you obviously have seen people that have benefited over a long period of time with it. So Absolutely. Especially the ones that have waited long term, they have really cashed out. And there's still a lot of people that have been in the houses a long time from when I sold them back in the 80s. Look, at their prices have quadrupled. And they have a solid nest egg for retirement, and you can't acquire this through renting. The very rich, because they're a different uh, group onto themselves, they will always do whatever they have to do because they have money. Yep. But for the rest of the people, and I'm just a, a regular person, a regular yep. gal, raised a family, etc., <laughs> you can never go wrong owning real estate. Excellent. Never. Excellent. And well, when things get rough, if you can hang in there 
things will change again. They definitely do. Anyways, Tina, thank you so much for your call. I agree with you 100%. And folks, you know what? There, There's a very experienced person in real estate transacting for so many years. Thanks so much for calling in, Tina. And um, I'm going to go to Susan from Toronto now. And uh, Susan, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Thank you. I've never called, but I've listened to your show a few times. Excellent. Well, thank you for tuning in. So so let me understand. So you say you're almost a senior and you're living in an apartment right now. You're coming into yes. some money. Is that correct? Yes. Um, I'm going to be coming in in the next, uh, I don't know if it's this year, but in the next within the next two, three years. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure how much it's going to be. I'm hoping it'll be uh, sizable enough to invest because I don't plan on spending whatever it is I get. But I live in an apartment that is really well-priced, so it's quite low, it's manageable. Um, but my question is, is it better to then buy a condo where I want to live in the area for the rest of my life, or is it better to stay where I am, where the rent is really low, and invest that money in, let's say, mortgages or in real estate? Okay, so, you know, that's a, that's a, a, an awesome question, and, and thanks for that. So here, here's the thing. So you're coming into some money. You're currently living in an apartment that you like, and it's it's fairly low rent, if I understand that correctly. Okay. So, so the biggest question that I have for you is um, if you're going to go someplace where you're going to live long term, are you are you happy enough to stay right where you are long term? Because yes. ideally, if you plan on living in something, I would say between five and fifteen years, then I'm going to tell you to buy. If you wanted to, you know, retire and move somewhere else, I would tell you continue to rent. But I would buy something that's affordable that you're going to move into at a later date. Okay. I don't plan on moving. Okay. I'm in Toronto. I love Toronto. I want to stay in Toronto. So, is it affordable to buy in the building that you're in right now? Uh, in, well, my building is only, it, it, it's, it's just a rental. It's a rental small only. little rental. Okay. Um, my dream is to live, uh, I'd love to live in the Kensington Market, Chinatown area. Okay. So, um, so what we have to be cautious, though, is that right now, with the prices where they are, depending on the amount of money you're putting down versus what you're going to carry of a mortgage or if you're going to pay cash for it. So my, my opinion to you is this. If you if you plan on moving into something like a little bit nicer, like you had mentioned, the Kensington Market, if you can find something affordable, be very careful right now with some of the condominium market in Toronto. We've got some pretty big square footage prices. I would probably tell you not to be buying in that price range. But if you can find a little bit of an older building that you like, I would encourage you definitely to buy there. Okay? Okay. As opposed to, let's say, using the money towards investing in mortgages, like mortgage broker or something. Well, you know, this is one of those things that you have to be careful. You have to know, you know, you got to go with some of the top companies. There are programs out there. They're going to give you roughly an 8% return on your money. It'll be locked in anywhere from a three to five year period. Again, it's a good product, but it's make sure that you're going with one of the larger companies. You know, make sure you've got some, you've seen some people that have had good experiences with these companies because we obviously, you don't want to get in a position where you lose all your money, so... Right. Excellent. Well, thanks so much thank, for your call today, Thank you Susan. very much. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, I'm just going to go to our text board, and it says, My father recently sold his home, and he has moved in with us. What options would you suggest to him to consider investing in real estate? Condos, home, townhomes, new or resale? Not looking to renovate and resell. Hey, listen, thanks for that question, because that's a great one. So if he's recently sold his home, that means that the money he took out was capital gains exempt. So it was, I'm not going to call it free money, but there was no taxation on it. So you kind of have an open area here. 
One thing I would caution you is I'm not a get, I'm not going to tell you to buy brand new. I'm going to tell you to go resale. If it's going to be close to where you live, find out if there's something in the area. You know, if if your dad's single, the one thing is maybe something a little bit smaller, something more manageable for him. But make sure that it's got good bones, meaning you know, good good heat systems, good roof system, everything. If it is a condo, make sure you take a good look at the reserve fund study. Find out if anything needs to be done in the near future. Anyways, folks. When we come back, we're going to talk more and take more of your calls. And again, you can reach me here at 416-872-1010. And we're going to be right back after this. Now, more of Simply Real Estate with host Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. And welcome back. And yes, indeedy, I am Todd C. Slater, your host right here on News Talk 1010, Simply Real estate. Yep. I love real estate. Do you? You know what? I'd love to hear from you. 416-872-1010. What do you think? Well, there's so much swirling around real estate right now. I think 2016 is going to be one of those years that, you know, real estate is going to always be, well, if it's not on the first page of the newspaper, it's going to be on the second page at least. And it's going to be in every news report. Uh, everything we're going to be talking about is going to have something to do with real estate here in Canada. You know, even though the U.S. has had a little bit of a recovery, one of the things people are saying is, why is Canada doing so well? Do you know? Do you know why we continue to do so well? Speaking of how well we were doing, 2015, again, I think I was saying a little bit earlier, you know, I'm going to tell you kind of how well did we do? Well, first and foremost, Toronto, of course, because we're here. One of the things that we saw this past year was the fact that the volume of sales were 11% increase with the prices almost 10%. So that's not that staggering. You know what? We all knew that that was going to happen. We expected it. That was one of the things that we're going to be talking about for a long, long time. Record year 2015. Vancouver, though, the prices went up 11%. You know, it was interesting because everybody was beating the drum that, you know, there's people coming in from Asia with a suitcase full of money, walking up to somebody's door, knocking on it and saying, here, we're here to buy your house. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Not happening. You know what? The truth is, is that you can't buy houses in Canada that way. We have this little law called FinTrack, and it's the Canadian government wanting to know where the money's coming from. So it's not like people are laundering money to come into Canada. You have to prove it. It takes a long time to prove where $2 million is coming from. So it's not like people are knocking on the door saying, hey, I just happen to have this bag of cash. So the reality is, is that even though the Vancouver market price-wise only went up 11%, it's the volume that's staggering. So I don't know, what happened? Did the world wake up and say, hey, everybody wants to live in Vancouver? Because that marketplace went up 33%. That's the volume of sales, 33% increase. You know what? Toronto at 11 and three times the volume in past year. So again, Vancouver is a much smaller market than Toronto. So we, we outpaced the numbers, but the percentage was the big number there. And of course, Calgary. Now here's the one that most people, I guess, don't quite get. They say prices went down 1.5%. Now, we kind of anticipated that, you know, with, with the oil tanking the way it has. And by the way, how many people have taken a look at where what it is a barrel today? I mean, unbelievable. But the volume of sales is where this is, this is going to be the question for, for the Calgary market. They went down 21%. 
that is a really, really big number and one that we have to keep our eyes on. Now, of course, you know, when we take a look at all the economists, everybody wants to jump into the fray and they're all telling us what's going to happen this year. You know what? Everybody's guessing at it. But right now, most people are saying Toronto's going to go up probably around 5%, Vancouver coming up about 7%, and throughout Canada about 48 and we're going to be dragged down a little by Alberta. So again, you're listening to Simply Real Estate. I'm your host, Todd C. Slater. Love to hear from you. Pick up the phone, 416-872-1010. Do you have a question about real estate? We could talk about anything today. Um, I'm not bringing on any guests because I'm opening up the phones to our listeners. And of course, if you're out of town, you can reach me on my toll-free number here, one 518 5151. And by the way, if you're interested in reaching me, myself, Todd, you can reach me at the office at 905-812-2524 during the work week. And of course, if you want, you can go to thesimpleinvestor.com if you want to find out a little bit more about investment real estate. So got a question on our chat board here. Just a quick question. I bought my house in January 2015 for 545. How much did it gain over one year? And how do I find out? Thank you. Hey, listen, love the question. And if that's the, if you bought your house in around that time frame, so we're, we're full year, basically taking a look at it. And I understand that you live out in Ajax. The Ajax market went up approximately seven to 8%. But the best way for you to find out is get in touch with the realtor that sold you the property. So if it is, if it wasn't bought brand new from a builder, get back in touch with the realtor, ask them to do a quick market study for you. They'll be able to tell you. Now, again, as soon as you open up that can of worms, you might get your realtor jumping up and down saying, hey, you can make some quick money. But unfortunately, if you did go up six or 7%, by the time you factor in your costs of doing the actual transaction to sell, meaning you pay for a realtor and you pay for the land transfer tax, everything else, you've wiped out your profits. But again, at least it's up and that's so important. So thanks for that. I always appreciate those kind of texts. You know, get an idea of what's going on in the market. And by the way, you should be on top of this all the time. People need to know what their properties are worth. They should stay on top of it. And by the way, if you're working with a professional, full-time local realtor, they're going to stay on top of it. They'll give you market updates and that's really, really important if you're thinking of selling in the near future or perhaps if you're thinking of buying, you've got to know the same information. You know, when we had our caller earlier, she had asked, you know, um, if if I'm going to be buying in a neighborhood, how do I know what the values are? Well, your realtor should be giving you this information. So we've got another caller and it's RP in Toronto and welcome to Simply Real Estate. Hi. Hi there. How are you today? I'm okay, thanks. So my question is, um, if you have, um, let's say, um, half a million dollars and you're looking to invest somewhere, where's the best place to put your money? Is it better? A lot of people are talking about Calgary and saying because it's low, this is a good time to snap up some property. Uh, is that true? No, actually, you know what? That's a great question. And I know that's the general perception out there, but Calgary is not finished uh, retracting at this point, you know, hmm. with oil prices, uh, you know, going dipping below $30 a barrel and, and they're actually projecting $20, then right. we, kn- we know Calgary has a lot further to fall. And so I, I would caution you right now and any of our listeners to be looking at Calgary. I would wait it out and wait till, you know, the economy stabilizes in that province and we start seeing a little bit of a rebound in the market. So hmm. because I think if you buy today, I think a year from now, you're probably going to see about a 5% loss to that. 
So wow, okay. I, I, I think I think it's too soon. Calgary's not a market to go to. But you know what? It's a great question. And, and and you know, you mentioned about a half a million dollars. So the question then is for yourself. You know, getting into the Vancouver market, you have right. to you have to be careful because we're kind of at the tipping point with Vancouver. I still think it's got a little bit of room to go, but your your purchase by the time you do it, you're going to wipe out your profit the first year just from the costs of everything that you're going to do. And then the mm-hmm. next question is, if you live here in Toronto, that means you're going to have to have somebody manage it for you out there. So, right. you know, definitely I, I, there's some great opportunities right here in Ontario. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to plug our company, but you can always go online and take a look at what we do. But there's lots of opportunities for investment real estate. So I, I would say, you know, stay in, stay closer to home if you can, but don't put it all in one place. Definitely. If you've got that much money to invest, don't put it at all in one avenue. Great. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for your call. So, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I knew this was going to happen. As soon as we started seeing these adjustments coming into the market, all of a sudden, you know, people are saying, hey, let's let, let's go west. You know, let's get a deal. The deals aren't there yet, folks. You know what? We've got to wait. This is going to be an interesting, interesting year. And by the way, you're listening to Simply Real Estate. I am your host, Todd C. Slater, and you can reach me right here at 416-872-1010. I'm taking your calls the entire hour. It's dedicated to you, the listeners. Whatever you want to talk about in real estate, let's talk about. Remember, we've got a couple of things that are coming up right now in the next couple of months. First of all, we know that the bank rates went up a little. Are they going to come back down because we think the Bank of Canada is going to change the rate? Also, we know that coming up in February, for those of you that are buying a property with less than 20% down, this is where you need CMHC involved and you're going to go into a high ratio mortgage. Every dollar over $500,000, you are going to have to come up with 10% as opposed to the initial 5% for the first five hundred. dollars So if you're buying something at $700,000, you're going to have to come up with $25,000 for the first five hundred. dollars The other two hundred, dollars you're going to have to come up with 10%, so another $20,000. So your down payment you need is a minimum $45,000. So this is coming up in February. They announced it. It's good. They're going to stay pat on this one, especially with the change in the market and the economy. You know what? We've got a lot going going on in in Canada and the world, you know, with stock markets, you know, tanking the way they are, people are going to, you know, obviously want to deviate and go somewhere to turn around and get a solid investment. Real estate is that, but it's best served long term. So do me a favor, for those of you that, you know, uh, want to know more about real estate, or if you've got a question for me, you know, make sure you turn around and give us a call, 416-872-1010. So right now, um, We've got some. Uh, we've got some people that have been uh, texting me, and that's great. It's awesome. It says, "Hi, Todd. Planning to retire and sell my fully paid home in Toronto this spring and move back to. I think it's the Vancouver area. Does it make sense to buy there right away or rent and invest and wait for the downturn in that market, which never seems to happen? Listen, that's a great question, and thanks for that one. Because you know what? Right now, if you've got a paid-off home in Toronto, hopefully it is in the upper bracket. That's going to give you, you know, a lot of, um, equi- you know, equity there. Um, looking at the Vancouver market, I would have to tell you right now, if you're going back into that into the region, Vancouver proper is kind of out of control. If you buy there today, you know, a year from now, yes, it's going to be up. Uh, you know, a couple of years. I think we've got a couple of years of it playing up, maybe a few more percentage each year, like five, six percent. So if you're thinking of moving there in three years, you know, you could easily be paying 20 percent more than what you would pay today. So you really have to gauge yourself. Would it be better to rent there? Well, the rents did not go up as quick. So 
make sure you keep that in mind so that you could rent there a little bit cheaper. If the market adjusts, maybe you're going to get a deal and that's something that you can look forward to. Listen, folks, um, we're going to be going to a break in, in a few seconds, but for those of you calling in, stay on the line because I definitely want to talk to you, all of you because coming up, we've got more about uh, real estate, of course, my favorite topic, real estate that is, and you're listening to Simply Real Estate. Now it's time for News Talk Time Saver Traffic. No, it's not. Well, oh, sorry. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, man, I'm way ahead of myself. It's time for a break, and we'll be right back. Now, back to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater, In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. And welcome back. Hey, listen, for all of you hanging on there, waiting, I appreciate it. So I'm going to start getting to the calls because we want to get through to everybody today. So I'm going to start off with Tina in Cambridge. And Tina, welcome to Simply Real Estate. Hi there. Um, I just, sorry, I just had one quick question. I wanted to buy an investment property in one of the university cities, Waterloo or uh, London, and I'm not sure which would be better, to buy a condo to rent out rooms for the students or to buy a house to rent out rooms for the students. With okay. the house, we would have to do maintenance, and the condo, we would pay the maintenance. Right. So, Tina, quick question for you. If you're looking into these marketplaces, are these brand new condos or are they actually existing already? They would be all resale. Okay, all resale. Okay, because again, there's some product out there that a couple of companies are out there selling. And the problem is, is that they're giving a guarantee, but just for two years, and then you're on your own. So keep in mind that you've got to manage your tenant and the actual property. If you're looking at this, make sure that you're going to go as maintenance-free as possible if you don't want to be that hands-on. I know a lot of people that are looking at houses to rent. When they do, they have to do the maintenance unless they actually hire a company. And by the way, you're talking about the two uh, best cities in uh, Ontario right now for university rentals. So there is a lot of third-party managers out there. So if you do buy a home, which is going to generate more rent, you can hire a third-party manager there. So I'm going to tell you that if you're, it depends on your dollar value. If you're able to afford you know, a smaller condo, go with the condo and then take it from there. So thanks so much for the question, Tina, and, uh, and we appreciate it. So now I'm going to go to Nabil in Mississauga. Uh, Nabil, well, yep, welcome to the show. Hi, Todd. I just want to say I really enjoy listening to your show. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, and I had a question regarding um, townhouse condos, uh, both in Mississauga and Milton. Um, and I just wanted to know, two-bedroom versus three-bedroom, uh, what's the percentage look like in, in each city in terms of annual annual increase in terms of how much would I get back in return um, in Milton uh, for a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom and possibly in Mississauga? Okay, so quick question for you. So you're, you're, you're talking about like ownership, so you're going to live there or is it Yeah, gonna... ownership for maybe like two, two three years okay, and look perfect. forward to semi or a house. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. If we're talking about a condominium town home, okay, so, you know, one with, let's say you have your own garage, town home, mm. go for the three bedroom always. And one of the reasons why is because this is your typical first time home buyer, first time family. Okay, so a lot of people, as you know, want to move into, you know, condominium townhomes because they've got a young family. A two-bedroom will not increase quite at the same rate as a three-bedroom in both Milton and Mississauga. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, three-bedroom is a better place to be in both marketplaces. And on top of that, you should be looking at, last year, you know, we pretty much were looking at about a 6 to 8% increase on three-bedroom townhomes in both marketplaces, I'm pretty much going to say that we should be sitting anywhere between about 4 and 6% this year increases 
depending on what they do with the interest rates. If we and, and sorry, relatively between Mississauga and Milton, what's the difference in terms of price range for townhouse condos, three-bedroom? Well, you're, like, ba- you're basically, you probably, um, in, in some regards, you're almost $100,000 spread. You can be as low as 50000 but there is definitely a difference, okay, between yeah. the two marketplaces. So Milton being much cheaper. Milton is less expensive, but listen, it's a great market. It's right on the 401 there, and Milton has had some incredible growth, so... Thank you so much, Todd. Excellent. Thanks so much for your call today, Nabil. Okay. So, hey, listen, you know what? We just keep flying through these. But before I uh, before I get to my next caller, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go to uh, the text board again. And it says, I have about 70,000 saved. Is there anything I can do in real estate with that small amount? Actually, you know what? That's not a small amount. With something like that, you can actually buy a couple of properties in the outer markets. Um, you know what? I'm going to give you my website, thesimpleinvestor.com. If you go there, you're going to get a lot more information on what you can do. You can always reach me at the office, 905-812-2524. But you know what? You can do a lot with even twenty dollars or $30,000. You don't have to spend all seventy because you can buy investment properties in the outer markets, in around $100,000 to $140,000. It's incredible the opportunities that are out there. So there is a lot of product out there, and I'd be happy to chat with you on that. Also, um, the next question that I had was, at what point, uh, meaning how many properties, does it make sense to incorporate for tax purposes? Now, that's a really good question, but the question that I'm going to ask always is, what is your ultimate goal? For a lot of people, when they start buying investment properties, you have to set a goal on what you want. In other words, if you're going to buy one or two properties and that's going to be it, then I'm going to say, don't don't bother incorporating because you're going to pay the extra, you know, the extra taxes that you're going to have to when, when you have to have corporate taxes done. You have to spend the extra money. I had George Dubay on the, on uh, a couple a uh, couple weeks ago, and one of the things that we tried to encourage people to do, of course, is that you do incorporate when you start creating a bigger portfolio. And once you start getting, if you plan, and this is where you have to do it from day one, if you plan on owning multiple properties, meaning you've got the, you know, you've got the itch, you've got the drive, you want to own five to 10 properties, incorporate now. Because every property you take to your name later on, if you have to switch that over to a corporation, you're going to have to pay taxes on it and you actually have to pay land transfer tax and you have to break the mortgage and change it into another mortgage. So if you're going to do it, start out uh, right out of the gate if you plan on owning multiple properties. So I'm going to go to my next caller. It's Douglas from Mississauga, renting to own. Hey, Douglas, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I was a first-time buyer. My sister-in-law just bought her first house, and she got into this program where she pays $1,500 a month for three years. Out of those $1,500, $300 goes towards the mortgage. At the end of those three years, she needs to come up with the rest of the mortgage, or she can just walk out. So right. I don't know if you heard of something like that, or if there are any incentive programs for first-time buyers in Mississauga. Yeah. So, okay. So, Douglas, great question. So, you know, some people call it rent-to-own. Uh, Daniels first came out with a product uh, years and years ago about a rent-to-own product. And what they would do is if you were paying $1,800 a month, your natural rent was $1,500. They'd take 300 And what they would do is they would put it towards the down payment, not towards the mortgage, but the down payment. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes. Because what a lot of people are trying to do is they're trying to kind of be forced to save 
save because they're not doing it on their own, what they'll do is they'll roll it into a mortgage. It's not a bad product, but one of the reasons why most people are doing this is A, they don't have the down payment, or B, they don't have the credit rating to be able to get a mortgage, but they're hoping that overdoing it over a period of time. Now, here's the only problem, though, is that when you walk away that extra, so you're actually paying extra rent. So you're paying more than market value on rent. But when you do that, you don't get any money back. So if you do up and leave in three years, that extra 300, which is $3,600 basically over, over that period of time, 10,800, which could have gone towards a down payment is it's lost. Gone. It's lost. So yeah. this, this is why entering into something like that, you have to be pretty sure that you're going to go to fruition to do it. Now, in the meantime, when people do this, you know, a lot of times when you move into a property and you start doing it, you say, hey, listen, I'm saving money. And then you go out and you go to Leon's and you start furnishing the property or you buy a new car. This, again, is not reestablishing credit. What it's doing is stressing your credit and it may get tougher for you to buy three years from now. And if you have it set out in the contract that you must buy at that time period or you lose all of, the, all of the money that you had accumulated in this program. So, you know, make sure you read it. Make sure you understand it. Um, again, it's it's not a bad program, but you have to be dedicated to it. I see. But uh, there is no any incentive programs from the government or... Are no, there's no, 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 there's no, there's no incentive programs where the government's going to hand you money. There are first time home buyers uh, incentives, but you know what? It's not a lot of money. It's not going to help you with your down payment. It normally is enough to cover some closing costs. So I see. Yeah, because I live in Mississippi and I'm looking for something that is no more than 500000 Uh Everything in Mississippi is expensive, but... Sure. But you yeah, know what? So Mississauga's got a lot of opportunities. What you need to do is get in touch with a really good agent, and you can definitely buy, you know, under five hundred thousand in Mississauga. Um, you just have to, you have to be, you have to just be dedicated to it, and and make sure you get the right people that are going to work for you. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much Thanks. for your call. Hey, listen, folks, you know, it's been a great, great day uh, as far as calls. I appreciate everybody calling in, of course. You know, one of the things that we love here is being able to talk to people about real estate. And again, hey, listen, you remember the big Powerball uh, lottery, you know, uh, the, the huge kerfuffle, everybody's jumping up and down and, you know, 1.5 billion. Uh, somebody just came out of, the, you know, that it just won, I don't know, it was like 533 million. And then they said, you know, you know they're going to take one lump sum payment, 354,000. I'm sorry, 354 million. You know, what would you do with that money? And, I, you know, my staff have asked me that question a couple of times and they all smile and they start chuckling and say, you'd buy more real estate, wouldn't you? And of course I would. Are you kidding? With that much money? You know, I would buy every building I possibly could. And speaking of buildings, by the way, you know what? If you want to reach us, go to thesimpleinvestor.com and you can find out more about investment real estate and the opportunities that we have coming up this spring. And if not, you can give me give us a call at 905-812-2524. You know, it's interesting, you know, when, when, when we see this big, you know, delusions of grandeur with that much money, I just keep thinking, how many more buildings can we buy? You know what? It's amazing. And as we heard earlier from one of our callers, you know, a broker in the business for 42 years, last week, actually, I was also joined by a broker that's been in the business for 41 years, Mr. Greg Gilmore, one of the founders of Remax. You know, real estate over time is always the best way to look at things. You know, it's a long-term investment. It's 
definitely a, a great avenue for people to be able to create wealth for your future. So listen, uh, that's pretty much it for this week here at Simply Real Estate. For everybody here, Mike and Ian, myself, Todd C. Slater, thanks for joining us. Remember, next week I'll be back at 4 p.m. And uh, tell you what, if you're listening to News Talk 1010, you'll find out what I'm going to be talking about later in the week. And uh, I guarantee you, it'll be, it'll be exciting and it will be about real estate. So for everybody here, thanks for listening. I'm Todd C. Slater, your host of Simply Real Estate, and I will talk to you next week.